Welcome back to another episode of Black Ass Podcast. The podcast so black. If it was a request, it'd be Kahasum. Kahasum. <laughs> Shout out to Penny Candy. This episode, I am talking the Grand Wizard busts, the old man test, and reparations. Mm. All that and more coming up on this episode of Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Bono. Bono. Hey Cheryl, alright, I see you girlfriend. Hey man, get your ass out the street. Who goddamn kids is these? Hey, what up? We here. Ah, uh, we in a, we in a mother. Ah, hey, hey, hey. We in a, ah, uh, we in a mother. Hey. <laughs> Welcome back. This little beat is hitting a little bit. Wanna make me drop something and I eh, turn my headphones up when I... Yeah, that's about the extent of my rap <laughs> abilities. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode. I'm Hadia Robinson, your host. Thank you guys so much for coming and hanging out. Before I go any further, make sure you, you are subscribed to the podcast. That's right. Wherever you are hearing these words in your ear, whatever platform you're listening on, Go ahead and hit that subscribe button so whenever the episode drops, boom, got that, okay? Want to send a big shout out to everybody that came to hang out in the Black Ass pre-show. If you are not familiar, the pre-show is where I get on uh, Instagram Live from the Black Ass Podcast Instagram page and just hang out with listeners. We go in there and... They send me pictures. We talk about what's making us happy with all the craziness going on. Um, And just chat about stories and things that we all have seen or may have seen. And just, it's a great way for me to just kind of warm up before I do this podcast, especially as a solo podcaster. It can be kind of tough when you are basically having a conversation with yourself lucky for me this is my default setting talking to myself so it's fine (laughs) it's like I'm talking to y'all already before y'all even listening it's great um so make sure you're following black ass podcast on Instagram Facebook and Twitter of course so let's jump right into it because you know these 30 minutes be disappearing now want to start with a little, uh, to give a big shout out to Jerome Lewis, who put a little something in my demo today. Jerome, you better, Jerome, I said Jerome's in the what house, in the Venmo house. Thank you so much, Jerome. It was a very sweet message. He just said, thanks for the laughs. And I appreciate it, you know, especially when I'm Instagram living or even doing this podcast, um, I don't know what y'all hearing. I mean, sometimes I'm laughing to myself, but that don't necessarily mean it's funny. It just means I, in that moment, was like, that was some dumb ass shit. (laughs) You are so stupid, right? So for you guys to receive it and also think it's funny is like a double gift to me. So thank you for acknowledging it and thank you for that Venmo and please by all means if you are listening and you love what I'm doing then (laughs) jump right on in that Venmo (laughs) do what you can at this time in your life 
And also, uh, the Patreon page is up. If you want to donate something a little more consistently, then please, by all means, go over to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash black ass podcast and you know i call it the black ass village you know we're doing some reconstruction we'll have that all set up but the doors of the village are open so by all means (laughs) come right on in um i forgot to mention that i was on um a friend of mine's youtube late night youtube show and it's really good you guys have to see it it's called chloe across america i did i was on it a couple couple of episodes back but it's a really great youtube late night show it's like news it's funny she has guests y'all make sure y'all support that it's chloe across america and if you go back you can check out the episode that i was on All right, and now that the housekeeping is done, let's get into this episode. I want to start off with, it's a word. All right, this segment is basically where I tell you guys about uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, some post on social media that caught my eye and just spoke to my spirit, okay? Touched me in a way. So this one was a repost from a teacher's group on Reddit. I don't really go on to Reddit. Some about it just feels like it's where racists go. And, you know, I could totally be wrong, but I feel like I'm not. (laughs) Okay. So the post is captioned. The do it for the kids mentality needs to stop. Boom. It goes on to say, it really needs to fucking stop both from teachers and non-teachers. You know what I do this job for? The paycheck that provides a roof over my head and hot food on my table at night. Same fucking reason everybody does their job. Do I like my job? Yes. Do I enjoy working with kids? Yes. Do I want my students to succeed? Hell yes. But if you stop paying me, I'll be out that door the second I learn. This mentality has led to awful conditions for teachers, Want a pay raise? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were in it for the kids. Don't want to work all these hours outside of contract time? Oh, but the kids would really love it. Don't want to spend a hundred on a hundred dollars on decorating every square inch of your room? The kids need a positive learning environment. Don't want to go back to dangerous conditions? But the kids need to see their friends. Socialization is a necessity at their age. I am not a hero. I am not a public servant. I am not a martyr. I am a human being trying to make a living just like you. Just because I work with kids is not an excuse to treat me like shit. Fuck them kids. Nah, okay, that that last part, it wasn't on there. (laughs) But when I tell you I read this, And it spoke to my spirit because it made me think of my mom. Uh, For those that don't know, my mom's taught in the Flint, Michigan school system for like 19 years. And the stuff she used to tell me and how hard these teachers have to fight and how much is put on their shoulders when it comes to having to shoulder the burden of decorating the classroom and having supplies for the kids. It's almost like. Is this a nonprofit organization? What the fuck is going on? Are y'all not being funded by the government? And I get it, you know, because of 
just the way that, especially in lower income areas and the tax money that pays into the school system and blah, 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 blah. You know, that's a whole part of the systematic racism. That's another conversation. But, but what I definitely agree with, and especially right now with kids being asked to go back to school, therefore teachers being asked to go back to into these environments that are not even safe. And then it's like, oh, but the kids, and it's like, yo, fuck them kids. We're in the midst of a pandemic. At this point, it's damn near every man for themselves. The, you know, like the leadership has completely checked out of what the hell is going on. Trump recently did a damn check-in without none of the science people there. I ain't got time for this, but you, but people are expecting everyday regular people who are also in the midst of this pandemic, who also have parents to think about their own children to think about there's like this level of selfishness that people just expect everybody to fall in line and just get with it like doctors and nurses are just supposed to keep treating people that continue to not wear masks and go out in crowded spaces at a certain point it's like guess what fuck y'all because y'all clearly don't care about yourselves so why should i care shout out to this woman for speaking up it's very unfortunate that we are all stuck in this situation with straight up idiots, but no, there are too, it is too much expected from teachers who are getting paid way less than they need to be getting paid. So thoughts and prayers to all the teachers that have to go back into school. And I know some of y'all thinking, man, them teachers ain't shit and they ain't even doing it. I, some of them ain't shit. But you also got to think that these, a lot of these teachers are in a room with 32 kids, just like your badass kid. So some of y'all can't even stand 15 minutes with your own damn kids. Y'all are like, if this bitch asked me for one more snack. <laughs> mama, mama, mama. Y'all like, if I hear mommy one more time, y'all just putting clothes in a bag. Y'all not even saying nothing. Y'all just putting clothes in a bag. <laughs> Baby is has drawn on every inch of your floor of your walls at the height that they can reach, and you just you ain't even you at the point you ain't even saying nothing no more. You like, mm, you know what? Let me go. I'm gonna leave this fruit out, and they just gonna eat this fruit. And when it's gone, hopefully somebody will come by and check on them. But I'm about to go. <laughs> I'm about to go. Um. All right. In an additional segment, I want to call. You a lie. It's this tweet from a guy who posted a picture of a bowl of baked beans with what looks like canned peaches in mixed into it. And the caption said, only black people would understand. I don't know what black people these are. I don't know if these black people from another planet are these black people from the center of the earth that have never been outside and interacted with African-Americans or people of color from other, you know, from across the diaspora. Are these black people actually from a planet of just black people? Are is this, I need, I have questions because I have never in the entirety of my life seen baked beans and peaches in one bowl. Y'all, this is a level of struggle meal that I don't even, 
my brain has never even come across nor comprehended. Like I literally blew a fuse in my brain looking at this. This is the level of struggle where you need to call somebody and it needs to be an investigation. No person should be eating these two items together as if they are a meal. Like this is some shit where you didn't happen to steal two cans. of This is the shit you eat in the midst of the zombie apocalypse, but you ain't got time to separate dinner from dessert. But this damn sure is not some old black people where you at. Not over there. All right, so let's get into the meat and the potatoes. This is going to be the section of the show where I just kind of get into the, the three stories that really touched my spirit this week. It's time for Wait Man, Hold Up, What? In a recent interview, the Orange Starburst uh, sat down with Chris Wallace where he bragged about acing the Montreal Cognitive Assessment Test. This is after Chris Wallace told Trump that majority of Americans believe that Joe Biden is more mentally fit to be president because, you know that meme where the girl just kind of shaking her head and she looking like, duh, duh, right? But Trump being Trump, you know, he's a narcissist and he cannot stand somebody thinking that he's not the best at everything. Started bragging about taking this test. The thing about it is, is the Montreal Cognitive Assessment Test is basically screening for dementia. It's an old people test. And this man is bragging about taking this test. If you have not seen it, please go on anywhere and just put in the Montreal Cognitive Assessment Test. And just look at the questions. Y'all, he just had to circle. He had to circle animals, connect dots. It, You know what it looked like? It looked like the test that would be a midterm exam for a second grader. Like, and they would be stumped at second grade. But he's bragging about, like, acing it. It looked like one of them tests that... You ever came home and said you ain't had no homework and then your mama pull out a workbook out of nowhere. You're like, where this bitch get a workbook from? And then she give you some homework that you're going to do right there in the house because you ain't going to just sit up and watch TV all day. Or you go to your grandmama house, she do the same thing. You, you're trying to kick it and be on summer vacation, but all of a sudden she pulling out worksheets because she heard you behind on your, on your read. <laughs> The answers on this damn test, y'all, look like what you would see at a placemat at a family restaurant that serves unseasoned food. And this clown is bragging about acing this test. Not only did he brag about acing the test, uh, he's like, well, I want to see, see Joe Biden's results, and I bet I did better than him. And then Chris Wallace was like, uh... The questions are pretty easy. No, 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 they get harder as you go along. Like this man does not even have the capacity to shift, pivot, laugh it off, turn it into a whole monologue about education or, you know, mental health, anything, anything you would expect of a politician, an adult. But that's not even the scary part. The scary part is in the recent poll, y'all, 49% of white people <laughs> prefer Trump over Biden. Y'all, I just, I don't even, it's like, I mean, here's the other kicker. 23% of Hispanics. Did we not just watch over the past two 
maybe three years now. I don't even know time no more where he's been actively separating kids from their mothers and y'all still prefer him. Like 23%. I feel like Latinx, y'all need to sit down and have a conversation. Y'all need to reach out. There needs to be some back and forth. Now, granted, that's nowhere near 49%. But I'll be damned if it's, it, it shouldn't even be that. And 10% of black people. Now, granted, you know, black people be knowing, especially when it's some bullshit like this afoot, we knowing, right? So we're, we have uh, Trump at, there's 10% of black people that are actively saying okay to Trump. And I feel like they were all at his rally in Tulsa. <laughs> and 78% said Biden, which still leaves uh, 12%, 12% of black people who just, I'm sure are probably voting for he who shall not be named, but probably is trying to drop an album anyway. But the idea that with everything we've been through, with everything that has transpired with over a hundred thousand people dead in this country, white people still like, but <laughs> I mean, it's like, give him a chance. Like bitch, we gave him three and a half years of chances. And here's the other thing. Here's the overarching thing for me. You get handed a country that's on the upswing that's on autopilot that literally all you have to it's like when kids get brought into the cockpit and they they're able to steer the plane and shit the pilot is bringing them in there because there's no weather ahead everything is running smooth they, the co-pilot over there he doing the little knee thing with the <laughs> the kid think he's staring but the co-pilot got his knees on the thing right but basically, shit is under control. I'm not saying America was great by no means. I'm not saying that America was exactly where we wanted it to be when Barack left. But I'll be damned if it wasn't in the right direction. And now y'all have spent, we have spent three plus years with a full on maniac. And white people, y'all still like, but I don't know. <laughs> It's like, have y'all not been on TikTok? Have y'all kids not embarrassed y'all enough? Ally white people, have y'all just not gone home for Thanksgiving? Have y'all just completely not taken that next step? Because it's one thing for you to awaken and get woke and be an ally. But the other part of the responsibility that y'all have is to go back to your dumbass uncles and your, and your grandma. And yes, y'all don't know how to talk to them and y'all don't y'all don't know how to connect to them but guess what that's y'all goddamn family okay that's the that's the responsibility that black people and people of color have had to have in this country this whole time we've had to be responsible for all black people there's times when as a black person you sitting minding your own black excellence business but if one black person start acting crazy then it's like everybody turn to you like you going to get your sister. You're like, I don't even know this bitch. So right now, y'all need to really go and get y'all brother, sister, cousin, grandmama, and all the Karens and goddamn Darrens of the world. Y'all need to go over there and have you a big spoonful of mayonnaise casserole and sit down and talk motherfucking shop. All right. So hold up, hold up, hold up. Y'all, a bust of Confederate General Nathan Bedford forest a kkk grand Re grand wizard is to be removed from the tennessee capital to be that means in 
2020, our year of Lord Farquhar. What is the, what is the, you know, our year and, and Lord, whatever that is. Anyway, y'all, there is a bust of not only a Confederate general, but a KKK grand wizard in Tennessee. Yo, like this, the, this, the disrespectful shit that black people have been talking about. And it's good that white people are waking up. It's good that the world is waking up to what we have been talking, screaming, crying, marching, yelling about since forever. But y'all, we are definitely bottom of the third 2020 and people are just saying, Oh yeah, you know, we probably need to do something about that. This bust, which was commissioned in 1978 has been protest has been protested in Tennessee since the 1980s when it was unveiled. That means once again, black people yelling, screaming, protesting about the same shit over and over and over. But y'all, let me make it clear how just yesterday, 1978 was, okay? 1978, my sister was born. 1978, the Wiz was only out for a year, okay? And then I went online and just kind of looked up some of the songs that was out at that time because I'm one of those people that connect everything with music. So here are some of the songs that was out in 1978. Baby, come back. You can play it all on me. First of all, them white boys was rocking that shit. The, and the boom, 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 baby, come back. Yo, they was singing their ass off to that joint. That was my joint. Boogie Oogie Oogie by the Commodores was out. Three times a lady was out. Uh, let's see what else. Um, Last Dance by Donna Summer was out. Freaking, um, what else? Uh... It's so many songs on here. Foxy Get Off was out. Get it off. I was just listening to that the other day. Like that's a skating joint that I'll listen to and enjoy. So Always and Forever, You and I by Rick James. Come on now. If you were 80s baby, your mama definitely woke you up on Saturday morning and told you to clean them baseboards and all these songs that I'm listing off was playing in the background. So this idea that, oh, racism was so long ago and, you know, we should just get over it. That shit was yesterday, bitch. And in 1978, a bust of a KKK grand wizard was commissioned to be put in the Capitol building of a United States city. And I bet the dude that was commissioned and in charge of making that bus had a little radio playing the whole time. And they it was playing all the songs I just listed off. Now, you know, I'm not saying I'm not happy that this is happening. But the fact of the matter is it should have never happened. These, these statues and these things that are put up in the faces of people who have been traumatized in this country for a however long. Since, I mean, the moment the boat stepped the boat hit the shore in Africa, let alone what the hell happened here. This is a whole other story. But then to put up monuments to people who were behind that terror is taking it to another level. That's like putting a statue of the hunter that killed Bambi mama outside of the place where he now has to raise his kid. Does it make sense now? Like literally putting a statue of Scar, not even, a statue of this 
stampede of uh the herd that went over Mufasa outside of Simba house where he trying to raise the new pride up. All right. So the very last story is what happened? <laughs> so this one comes courtesy of Anna Phillips that she told me this in the black ass pre-show. I had no idea about it. Y'all Asheville, North Carolina approved steps toward reparations for black residents. What? <laughs> Asheville, North Carolina basically, uh, has just, um, come up with a resolution that says black people have been unjustly targeted by law enforcement and criminal justice procedures, incarcerated at disproportionate rates and subsequently excluded from full participation in the benefits of citizenship that include voting, employment, housing, and health care. To have it written out so succinctly really does say, oh, okay, somebody's listening. Finally, somebody is listening, okay? Um, here's the caveat. The reparations will not necessarily include monetary payout. I don't, here's my thing. I don't understand the pushback to paying out people who were promised money. We were promised money, not me specifically, but my ancestors were promised money. The fact that they weren't paid don't have shit to do with the fact that that debt is still old. That money is still old. That is still in the ether. Okay. If this was on some mob shit, somebody got to pay that damn debt and or somebody is swimming with the motherfucking fishes. So I don't understand why, because this country has chosen not to honor the promises that were made all of a sudden we just supposed to forget that these promises were made no bitch y'all said and so that in that give us the motherfucking money and this idea that black people shouldn't want the money is well beyond me i don't even understand the like people feeling like oh well i don't think it should be bitch it don't matter what you think it really doesn't. First and foremost, if you a person of color and you don't want your reparations money, bitch, pass it over here. <laughs> you ain't got to take it. But you cannot deny th exactly what's in here. Black people have been excluded from full participation in the benefits of citizenship, voting, employment, housing, health care. Okay. And that's not just in a window of time. That is, has been our entire timeline, okay? And all of these things establish wealth for a family. Let's not even mention the full-on targeting, okay? The targeting of law enforcement and the criminal justice procedures, incarceration rates, all of this stuff. And smash that together. It sounds like all the makings of one of those law office commercials that come on between Maury Povich show and Jerry Springer. If that still comes on, I don't know, but you know what I'm talking about? It'd be like, have you been priced out of your neighborhood? Gentrification got you down. Did you not get a job because of your name on the resume? Have you been targeted by the police pulled over 37 time in three days? 
Call the law offices of Jones, James, and Metzger. We'll get the money you're owed. And then they go to some girl like, I called the law offices because I couldn't find an apartment. Come to find out, they were racially profiled. <laughs> it was a Trump apartment. <laughs> Thanks, James Jones. I'm sorry, I can't even get it. Basically... I want to wrap this up by saying, yes, black people are owed reparations. Black people should get reparations. And and those reparations need to be monetary, period. There needs to be layers and levels to it. But absolutely, monetary payout should be a part of that. Because that's the only way that's going to close. We'll even be able to attempt to close the financial and wealth gap that has been created through systematic racism. And that system as racism is housing, it's jobs, it's education, it's everything. The other part that I think is very instrumental for me, and this is my personal opinion when it comes to reparations, free education. No black person in this country on this here soil should ever have to pay for education. It don't matter if you, wherever your grace can get you into, you should go for free. That's not up for a conversation. That's not up for a debate. For a people who were denied the right to read, who were murdered if they were found reading, who literally their life depended on not getting caught reading and it being a law and a for and you know what I, I'm, I'm the ancestors just said, y'all got it. So I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. Final point for the people who say voting doesn't matter. I just want to uh, let you guys know that this reparations fund this push for reparations, I'm sorry, in North Carolina was brought forward by two black council members. One of them, Councilman Keith Young. So so shout out to that brother. Um, And also in Evanston, Illinois, they have a reparations fund where they're going to um, take the first 10 million in marijuana taxes and put it into this fund to pay out to citizens. So, Voting does matter. It, you know, it feels like, oh, the president, blah, blah, blah. But guess what? It's about everybody that surrounds him. I've said it before. I will say it again. It's not only about getting Biden into office. It's about making sure that the House and Senate are there to support him so that he can undo this ridiculous shit that has been done. Or if Trump happens to get back in office, still having the Senate and the house so that whatever dumb shit comes to mind, whatever stupid shit he wants to do, they like, nope, nope, not going to do that, not going to do that, definitely ain't going to do that, hell no, give me that pen, take your ass out and go golf, and then we can hopefully get through this next four years. All right, y'all, so that wraps it up for me. Um, Thank you guys so much for coming back and hanging out. Make sure you're following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, subscribe whatever platform you listen on. Of course, you can find me, hrcomedy.com. You'll have all my links. Don't forget, every Tuesday, 6.30, I'm doing 6.30 slash 9.30 Eastern Time. I'm doing the Black Hats pre-show, so make sure you're in the IG live so we can come hang out real quick before the show. Uh, Patreon page is open, patreon.com slash blackasspodcast. And of course, if you just want to do a one time, a little one night hitter and quitter, you can hit me up on Venmo. That's HR Comedy. Um, and uh, that does it for me, y'all. Uh, thanks so much for hanging out. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>